Yeah! I do feel better. Slee is in a good mood. All of those things are taking place. It is a fantastic morning, isn't it, We did it. You're getting your AC fixed. Everything's coming together for you. Forget the AC right now. Forget <laughs> the time slot. Forget all that. We did it. Uh, you know, I was very nervous yesterday. A lot going on through my head yesterday, but uh, the powers of Dan Marley, the powers of Oliver Miller. <laughs> sure. KJ uh, didn't want any of that. Tom Chambers, Alvin Adams, none, none of those guys. Man, you bring Alvin Adams up a lot, which I think he's the leading scorer for the Phoenix Suns in their history. Why do I know that? Because Michael quizzes me in every pregame show. <laughs> so that, that's the only thing that I remember. Um, man, that was, a, that was a crazy game last night. Crazy game. It, By the way, let, let's start with this. Yeah. How you feeling? I feel a lot better. I, I, I feel like I'm on the road to recover. For the first time since uh, Saturday evening, yeah. I kind of feel like myself. I kind of feel like I'm, I'm back on my feet. I got a little bounce in my step. I'm, How's I'm your calorie intake? Good. Is your int- is, is Very low. <laughs> Still very low. So you, you ready for my here, – here's what I ate yesterday. Okay. I ate a dry English muffin. I ate two cups of applesauce, and I had a Coke. <laughs> that, that's what I ate yesterday. So that was my – today, I had a piece so of toast let me, with a little let me butter. Go back. Everything, everything made sense, right? You're yeah. not feeling good. Your stomach's yeah. bothering you, whatever it is. You got a Coke. Yeah, I, Coke settles Coke? my stomach a little bit. You know, sometimes people like 7-Up really? or ginger ale or whatever it might be. I went with the uh, old-school Coca-Cola. I know Cristiano Ronaldo would be mortified yeah, that I drank that. a Coke. But, uh, yeah, old-school Coke classic, you know, red can, it, was, uh, it helped. And, when and today Ronaldo, I'm feeling better. When Ronaldo in the press conference in the UFA Cup um, that I know you're watching right now, who's playing right now? Portugal and France. Portugal and France. Oh, wow. I don't know is if that's it, true. I literally. Oh, I was going to say, is up. it really him again? Yeah. Okay, so <laughs> with that being said, the stock went down $4 billion when Cristiano uh-huh. Ronaldo decided, hey, no Coke, I'm going to do water. <laughs> you start this show talking about how you had a Coke. What do yeah. you think happened to the stock price? I'm sure it skyrocketed. I'm sure that it's now like an Apple stock or, or it went Google down or an additional one billion. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. No, it was it was a wild night last night. You know, yeah. it's funny because like like we were talking about, I I was little had a little stomach thing going on, so I wasn't feeling my best. But the game helped a lot too. It was such a, a wild game to watch. It was last good sports night. day yesterday too. It, Dodgers Padres going on and Dodgers you know, Padres. Yep. You got you got. Major League pitchers taking their pants off on the yeah, mound. They're getting so frustrated with yeah. everything that's going on. Uh, there was College World Series stuff going on. There's mm-hmm. just a million things going on yesterday. But, look, I, I, I have never – and you, you help me with this. I'm going okay. to set this up, and you tell me where, where I should be. I've never, I've never felt less certain about a team and what's going to happen next with them than I have with this year's Los Angeles Clippers that I have no idea what they're going to do, and it just added to it again last night because the Clippers were behind almost the entire night. Never behind by a ton, but they were behind almost the entire night. Always within striking distance, but behind five to seven points pretty much the whole game. And then they made some big shots, including Paul George making a Mm -hmm. big shot towards the end of the game, and they take the lead, and they have a one-point lead, and here goes Paul George to the line. Paul George shot 89% from the season, on the season from the free throw line. The Clippers are the best free throw shooting team in the entire league. This is something that they thrive on. This is a guy that had gone to the line, I think I heard Stephen A. say this last night, 140 times with a two-shot foul and had never missed both. And then he went to the line last night, and missed both. We all know what happens there. I just don't know what to make of these guys. So, 
this is what I kind of walk away with. So obviously the possession, the play, the point nine seconds, right? The unbelievable lob, Jay Crowder, Devin Booker, the screen, all that. Okay, put that to the side for a second. Then you have the 394 reviews that took place in the final two <laughs> we'll minutes get to of the that, game. Right? right? Put that to the side. You had Paul George hitting a couple clutch shots, one right in front of Jay Crowder, another yep. one off a block from Zubots, gets to the basket and scores. Yep. Everything being said, I cannot find a way to go any further than what you just said. The dude went up to the free throw line and clanked two of them. Two. Trav, it's a one-point game. There really actually is not that much pressure on you. It's not like you're down one. you got to hit two, right? You're up one. You are already you already have the lead. And by the way, if you saw the way the play was drawn up, it was Paul George going into the backcourt, getting the ball. Like Obviously, Ty Lue is designing the play for Paul George to get sure. to the free throw line. Sure. Paul George walks up to the line, looks incredibly confident coming into it, and then he misses both free throws. So, we can sit here and analyze everything we want from yesterday's game. You had Paul freaking George at the free throw line to, okay, let's say he doesn't clinch the game, but you go up three, you know what's going to happen? Ty Lue's going to foul Devin Booker. He's going to have mm-hmm. to go to the free throw line. They had control of the game. Okay, let's say you miss one. You can't lose. There's .9 seconds left. Not .9. Right. I know there was more, more time on the clock. Yeah. I, I, okay, I, I don't say this very often. And I don't usually say it about you know sports athletes. Kind of feel bad for Paul George. Not gonna lie, why? I why? feel bad for Paul George. I'll tell you why. why. I I hate seeing somebody fail that obvious in a spotlight moment where the only conversation is going to be about him. Can I give you a good example? Sure. Ben Simmons got demolished after the Sixers lost. Yeah. I feel bad for an individual getting that much um you know that much scrutiny and I'm not saying it's not warranted I'm not saying it's not deserved but I kind of you know I'm seeing Paul George yesterday in the post game interview and I'm seeing him walk off the court I'm like that's got to be the most empty feeling possible <laughs> where yes you can sit here and say second quarter this could happen third quarter hit your free throws he missed both of his free throws Clippers lost a, a golden opportunity ESPN Radio is presented by Progressive Insurance, and guests on the show appear via the Goodyear hotline. Yeah, I, I hear you, and that makes you a good person, Slee. That makes you a human being with a soul and empathy for another human being who is hurting in that moment, and that makes me like you as a guy. Dan Marley I, jersey coming tomorrow. I felt none of that. Let's not forget he called himself Playoff P. Okay? The second you call yourself that, the, the you have put a target on your back for people to say, okay, show me. Let's see it. And, and, and to your point a minute ago about him saying, or about you saying, I should say, that there's not a ton of pressure because you're up one. Here's why there's a ton of pressure. Because up until they took that lead, nobody knew what was going to happen. The game was in the balance, right? It could go either way. Maybe the Suns will grab it. Maybe the Clippers will grab it. We don't know. It's hanging in the moment. And then all of a sudden, the time is low. We're down. We're under 10 seconds to go. The Clippers do have the lead. They have their best player at the line, and now the pressure goes from, I don't know what's going to happen to, you better win. And that is a huge difference. The I don't know what's going to happen where he's taking three-point shots and knocking them down. Do the I don't know what's going to happen to where he gets the ball from Zubats like you're talking about and lays it up to we don't know what's going to happen to. All right, we got it. All we need to do is 
knock down these free throws and we win. That is an immense amount of pressure, and I don't he think cratered so. underneath I don't, it. I don't think so, Trav. I, I, you know, when I say I don't think it's a no, pressure No, because, no, hold on, let me finish. Th- yep. There's a difference between it could go either way, and the only way we lose is if you blow it. That's an incredible amount of pressure, and he did, and he did. There's one thing to say, hey, it's a coin flip, call heads or tails, I don't know, heads. And if it lands your way, great. If it doesn't, it's it's a 50-50 proposition. There's another thing is, hey, I just need you to walk from here to there and not fall flat on your face and we win, and he couldn't do it. Okay, let he me ask you a question. He couldn't do it. Is this pressure or no? Um, Devin Booker hits a hits a shot over Patrick Beverly, I think free throw line. I don't know how many seconds were left, maybe 30 yeah. seconds left, something like that. Yeah, yeah. Phoenix goes up one. Paul George gets it on the next possession – 20-something uh, seconds left, down one, mm-hmm. toe-to-toe with Jay Crowder, hits a mm-hmm. shot right between his eyes about 17, 18 feet out. Yeah. Do you think there's pressure on that shot? Of course. But it's a different type of pressure. You're down sleep. one yeah. compared to your up one. No, There's more pressure point, on the down no, 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 one. No, you're missing the most important part. The most important part is how much time is left in the game. Mm-hmm. When, when, when Booker takes that shot, there's still two or three possessions either way. When, when, when um, George takes that first shot that you're talking about, there's still possessions where maybe we'll miss, maybe we'll get it, maybe we'll get it back, maybe they'll miss, we'll foul. There's still lots of game left. Even though there's only 30 seconds, there's lots of game left. There's multiple possessions left. In that moment, if he makes two free throws, something he does at an 89% clip, 89, 9 out of 10, mm-hmm. if he makes those, he wins the game. That is a totally – and you are by yourself – it's not in the flow of a play. There's no defender. Everybody's looking. You need to make these two. And he gagged them. That is what happened. There's no help. There's no pass. There's no defender. There's no nothing. Make the easiest shot in basketball, an unguarded free throw that he's really good at. That's the yeah. other part. This yeah. isn't this isn't Shaq going to the ben line. Simmons. It's not Ben Simmons going yeah. to the line. Yeah. It's not Wilt Chamberlain or Ben Wallace going to the line. It's, it's Paul George. He's an 89% free thrower on the year. Yep. And, he, and the first one wasn't a bad shot. It kind of rimmed out. He missed. That second one, Slee, was a rock. That was a That's bad a stroke. Come on. A little you got, long. You got they probably had to replace the rim. I mean, that, that thing came in so damn hot. That, that, that thing had no chance of going down. And that's a guy that puckered up huge. Okay, so this is um, – this one I think feels a little different to me because Clippers are now down 0-2 again. Okay, yeah. well, they were already down 0-2 against Dallas. They were already down 0-2 against the Utah Jazz. But I, I don't know how you feel. This one seems different, and there are a lot of factors to it. Of course, Kawhi was there for those two games when you were down 0-2 in both of those series. Okay, so that's a big factor right there in itself. Um, I think this one has more to do for me. Clippers didn't steal one without Chris Paul. Mm-hmm. They didn't. They didn't take one from Phoenix – they weren't that far out of the game in game one. They had opportunities in game one. And then this one, and I saw a couple quotes on this. I think Patrick Beverly mentioned it, that that one hurt because we had that game. Okay, they weren't up the entire game. They gave it up at the end. But there was a stage towards the end during the 397 reviews <laughs> that you thought Clippers are going to win this game. Yes. I, I yes. don't I, I don't know if, if you agree with me that this one feels a little bit different, but I, I also know the way you started the show talking about how this is one of the most unpredictable teams yes. that you've watched in the NBA in a while. Yeah, no, I, I agree with that. I, I The fact that, that – 
the Clippers went into their locker room thinking we should be 1-1 as opposed to, hey, look, that was a hard loss. We lost it. We're down 0-2, but we're still okay. This one feels it's like you how you lost. taken from it. Yeah, I mean, look, if you have the lead with .8 seconds to go, you should probably win the game, mm-hmm. right? That, that That's just – I mean, I don't know what the numbers are, but I'm guessing it's the high 90%. If you have the lead with .8, you win. And they Funches, Funches, can you go back to every box score over the last 10 years? <laughs> uh, figure out that stat real quick. Go we'll ahead. Back go ahead, back in five Jeff. hours. <laughs> it, it's, it's just – it's so weird to me that this Clipper team and, – and by the way, I think that they're not going to come back. I also didn't think they were going to come back against Dallas. Mm-hmm. I didn't think they were going to come back against Utah. I understand that Phoenix is a much better team than those other two teams. It seems like Chris Paul is on the verge of coming back, so they're going to get even better moving forward. It yeah. does not seem like Kawhi Leonard is coming back anytime soon, so that's a bad break for the Clippers. But I'm not going to say there's no chance. I'm going to say there's a very small chance that they get sure. it done because the second you think that these guys are dead, they're not. Well, let's, let's be real here. It's a gutsy team. I, this team fights and scraps and claws and you know I I think um, if 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 this wasn't the Clippers if they were wearing a different jersey uh, I'm just you know let's say it was the Atlanta Hawks or let's say it was a different team I I, I would probably spend a lot more time I'm going to give them credit where credit is due here's the reality the Clippers are doing this without Kawhi Leonard. They're staying in games. You got random guys stepping up. It might be Terrence Mann in one game. It might be Reggie Jackson in another Patrick game. It might be Rondo. It might be Patrick Beverly. You give them credit what they've done. But in the playoffs, when you let one slip and you have such small margin for air right now because Kawhi is out, that could be the difference of the series. So those two free throws that were missed by Paul George – could not be just a one loss game. It could be it could it could dictate the series. Maybe I'm going too far on this, but that's how small these errors can kind of balloon if in the playoffs or in the postseason. And I don't think that's a stretch to say. And it certainly changed the way we look at Paul George in just one moment. He went from a guy that won the previous series to a guy that just absolutely gagged it at the worst possible time. All right, we are just getting started. And what we're gonna do next is we're gonna go back and we're gonna review every single word that we spoke to make sure that we got it exactly right. We're going to go through it word by word to make sure that the replay has everything right. What in the world Love is going to do to Love fix this? Love replays. Love reviews. Tra- Travis and Slee, 710 ESPN. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. I'm pretty excited to do the afternoon show today. I'm not going to lie. I'm excited that we're going to get our two hours of Travis and Slee. Then we're going to get three more hours on Sedano, LZ, and Cap. I just want to know, are you Sedano or are you Cap? Because I'm whichever's left over. Um, I got a feeling you're going to drive here, so you're going to be Sedano. I'll okay. play more cap. I'm kind of in the passenger seat, you know what I mean? So drive <laughs> this thing and let me know where we need to go, and I'll be ready. There you go. I'm looking forward to You know what? We've already gotten on uh, Twitter a little bit today. They want to do an all-LZ version of Ask Slee. They want LZ to come up with all of the questions for Ask Slee. How you how you feeling on that? Let's roll with it. It's a three-hour <laughs> show, so it's a lot. it's a lot longer there. 
Yeah, we'll, we'll see what we could come up with. Speaking of Twitter, I want to start with one right here. It's our pal Francis in Glendale. Uh, the Clippers allowed the Suns to score on the most obvious play to run with .9 seconds left. Classic Clippers. On the bright side, they can't possibly blow a 3-1 lead in this series. That's Francis's go-to. All right, so let's start right there. That pass was a 10 out of 10. It could not have been thrown more perfectly. They didn't show the angle on uh, on TV last night, yeah. but there, there's a bunch of like cell phone angles that have started to pop mm-hmm. up. That pass from Crowder to Ayton missed the backboard by about a half an inch. It mm-hmm. could not have been more perfect. And I know that he was getting a lot of credit for it last night, but that's a play that if you run it 100 times, it might work once or twice, and it worked the one time they needed to last night. You know, I... I as much as you know, we talked about the the Paul George free throws, and and that I think at the end of the day, that's the difference at the game. Sure. So let, let's take that final second of the game. Um, a lot, you know, there was so much confusion, right? You heard Van Gundy and Mark Jackson and everybody talking about, wait, wait, is that goaltending? No, it's not goaltending. Even the players were confused. I heard Devin Booker telling Rondo, no, this has happened before with us with Tyson Chandler. It's not goaltending. Rondo thought it was going to be goaltending. There was so much going on. Then you got the reviews. And then, by the way, even after the shot goes in, then it's the substitutions. No, you can't substitute anybody. Let me even go further than that. Before that, what happened? The inbounds play, they had to review it. Who was it off of? So they got a free timeout. I'm talking about the Phoenix Suns. That's huge. So you have all these different factors that went into the end of the game. And you had arguably the perfect play drawn up. Devin Booker, the decoy. What's Batum going to do? Leave Devin Booker? You of can't do not. that. Avica Zubats obviously gets uh, gets back screened. And the perfect pass and the perfect play, and the clock goes from point nine to point seven. I, that was even confusing. <laughs> I, I, I thought, I thought you know, more time has to go off the clock. So you had all these factors that played into the final. What was What was supposed to be 90 seconds lasted 33 minutes. Yeah. I yeah, don't know if it, you saw that, but yep. uh, that, that's how the, the end of the game ended. No, it, it look, the Suns got jammed up twice on replays where this the initial call had either been a jump ball, which, you know, maybe they get it, maybe they don't, but at least you got a shot. That one yep. goes to the Clippers. Then they had another out-of-bounds ball off of uh, where it was Beverly, and Beverly's like, no, you got to look at that, and it goes the Clippers' way. It's off right. of Devin Booker by the skin of his fingernail for a fraction of a second. That took 40 minutes to sort out. And then to your point, the idea of where did the ball go out, how much time is left, who's on the court, who's not on the court, is it goaltending, is it not goaltending, to your point, you said it exactly right. 90 seconds of clock time took over a half an hour. It took 33 minutes. That's, ridic- that's ridiculous. That, and and, and here, here's you, – you said it. The thing that changed the game the most, other than Paul George gagging on the free throw line twice in a row, was the fact that because everything was taking so long to sort out, Monty Williams got his guys together and said, guys, here's the play we're going to run. Now they have to execute it perfectly. They need to do. They need to throw the perfect pass. They need to get the screen from Booker. They need to have Aiton, who's seven feet tall, jump thirty feet had, in the they air. They had eleven minutes to talk about it. it exactly. They at yeah. least had some time to say, "This is the play we want." Make sure we set the screen. Make sure we throw the whatever it is you're going over. You had time to do it. That's not what replay is supposed to be. And I heard Key and the guys talking about it this morning. And I know it would be weird. But you almost in these situations, if the, if this is the rule we're going to have, and we'll talk about whether or not you should have it in the first place in a second, 
you almost need to put these guys to like neutral corners during these breaks to where they can't talk to the coach, where they can't scheme, where they can't draw plays because the Suns didn't have any – that play doesn't happen if we don't do the review the way that we are. And the, the Clippers are 1-1, and who knows what happens after that. That was the biggest play in the game, and it allowed the Suns to set something up. So, I, I, listen, I know we could tell – Yep, I, and I heard – I think it was – was it Carlissimo that was uh, – I think he was on there yeah. mentioning um, you know that type of a strategy, whatever the case is. I get all that. I, I think we could sit back and we could say, all right, you got to make sure that the players are isolated. There's a bigger issue here, Trav. And and I don't think this comes down to just the NBA. I, I think this is, you know, an issue that we have in sports, period. There's no such thing as perfect. So no. what, what are fans willing to take as, hey, this is part of the game. There's human error. Referees are not going to call a game perfectly. Right in baseball, it's a good example. You have your strike zone, but Trav, I think there's also umpires that okay, hey, they should be solidifying in the first couple of innings what kind of game is going to be called. That outside pitch, he's giving it to you, so just know as long as that that umpire is consistent, everybody's okay with it, even though it might be a little bit outside the box. In the NBA, I, I bring this up because um, do we is replays and reviews. Is it helping the game or is it hurting the game? And that, that that's I, I, I say that because at the end of the day, you got a product. You have 20,000 screaming fans in Phoenix yesterday that have to stop every six seconds and watch the referees go watch. Uh, uh, it looks like a preview to a movie or something. They're there for three, four minutes. Then you got to go to Secaucus and they have to get the, you know, that, that process that goes on. So the question I would have is this. I'm not saying it's perfect, but is replay and reviews hurting the game? And I, and I think that's my point on all the sports. We are trying to be perfect. There's no such thing as perfect. No, there isn't. Yeah, they, look, ESPN Radio is presented by Progressive Insurance. Progressive's home quote explorer gives you multiple quote options. You can pick what's right for you. See for yourself at Progressive.com. It depends on what the goal is, right? Is the goal to present a compelling product in a relatively concise amount of time? I would think that that's what it is. That's In my opinion, that's what you're trying to do. You're trying to get the best possible product in a normal time frame, right? Or is the goal to make sure that every single call is as correct as possible, okay? That's what we have, right? Because, look, but to a point, the flip side of this is if we're going to go through high-definition cameras frame by frame, second microsecond by microsecond to see that a ball just barely grazed Devin Booker's fingertip before it went out of bounds, okay? If that's what we're doing, then we're on the right track. But here's the here, here's the flip side. You mean to tell that that was a one-point game. They won 104 to 103. One, you mean to tell me there wasn't a call at somewhere else in that game that would have swung a point one way or the other, that would have swung two points one way or the other? You can't tell me that. We're taking the, the, the most exciting parts of the game, the last minute or two, and turning it into a death march, a, 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 a thing that is not great TV. Now, last night was still really exciting because there was so much on the line. You got wild plays. You got missed free throws and all these things. But the last two minutes of the game should be fun. The only replay that kind of doesn't blow up the flow of a game is tennis because it's done with a computer. The ball's in or it's out. Let's keep it moving. Let's go. Baseball has gone too far. Basketball has gone too far. 
football has gone too far. And I get it. We can't put the genie back in the bottle that once we have replay, we can't go back to no replay. But this was designed to correct egregious mistakes, not to become forensic scientists and refereeing and going back and, oh, well, was it a malicious act? Well, his elbow kind of maybe in the toe. I I just don't think this was what it was designed for in the first place. We've gone way too far and taken the flow out of these games. But here's the point. The point is, Trav, is you can replay any possession at any time. You're going to find something. You are, right? Like you can sit there and say, you know what? Legally, Cameron Payne carried the ball right there. (laughs) <laughs> um, legally, that's an illegal screen. You know, I, you can literally find something in every possession. That that's why I say, and I think this has you got to pay attention to fans on this point because fans go crazy when a referee makes a bad call, and that's all they remember. Um, all I, I a lot of the conversation we're going to have this morning, and I'm sure a lot of conversations going on is how long the game took yesterday. Mm-hmm. If it. If it was a small issue here and there, there'd be one thing. But I'm telling you, you know, doing that broadcast with John and Michael and listening to them on the broadcast, I can't tell you how many times Michael brings up, what are we doing? What are we doing? So this isn't a one-person thing. Um, I I thought, unfortunately, you know, there are advantages that go to other players or advantages that go to other teams. We talked about the review yesterday hurt the Suns in one case, and then it helped the Suns in another case because they had more time to set up a play. Uh, it ain't going to be perfect. So I, I kind of like the this is let the flow of the game be the flow of the game and let human error be a part of the game because you can't have it both ways where human error is part of it and then technology is the other part of it because it doesn't seem like there's a fine balance there. So here's the choice, and I want to hear what the listeners have to say about this. 877-710-ESPN. You can also send us a tweet at Travis Rogers at Alan Sliwa. Would you rather get these calls exactly right and get what we got last night and get what we got throughout the entire regular season where the last two minutes take forever, or are you going to be willing to have some human error, some missed calls, and some luck goes a long way in the NBA? Which of those two prefer, perfection and long and boring or having some missed calls here or there? 877-710-ESPN. It's Travis and Slee, 710 ESPN. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. Check shots Chris fired. out. Look throwing Chris shots Morales. in the imaging. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> so good. Don't sleep on By the Chris. way, I didn't read that story. I know, was it Berg that sent it to us yesterday? Yeah. By the way, I didn't know we're calling him Berg. I like that. I, I I'm 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 gonna start doing that. I've always gone with Greg, but I like Berg better. Hey, you know, come up with your own material. <laughs> <laughs> I'll do my best. I'll try to I'll try to keep up. I apologize for stepping on your toes. No, that was crazy, right? Cows in Pico Rivera. I mean, we need a like a instead of a dog catcher, a city rancher or somebody to go around and pick up the stray cows. I don't know what's going on. So random. It literally was uh, incredibly random. I, I I'll get the details. I know Greg sent us that link yesterday, and I didn't even pay. Uh, I I didn't click on it because that was right after the Suns and uh, and uh, Clippers game. Travis, that that's and I know we're gonna take some calls on this about the reviews and mm-hmm. 
kind of and I think this is more than just a basketball thing. I think you know, sports in general as technology improves and everything else, now we got the ability to have these angles and this and that. I I, I just kind of question whether this is good for the game or it's not. What where's the flow? Where's the exci- like you, you it's almost as if you're watching a movie, right? And you're an hour into the movie and then all of a sudden 3 to 4 minutes you just stop the movie. <laughs> The director then, comes in and wants to reshoot some earlier scenes. And then and then you you know, you start getting towards the end and then all of a sudden the movie just stops again and everybody just now is just sitting there saying you know, talking to each other. It's like that's what makes the theater so good. It's it all just kind of goes and it flows at once, but to stop it as much as you do, um, I think it's taken away a lot from I mean, just use yesterday's game. Unfortunately that's a part of the conversation and it shouldn't be. ESPN Radio is presented by Progressive Insurance, and guests on the show appear via the Goodyear hotline. Yeah, that's important. I'm much more interested in that cows are taking over parts of uh, general Los Angeles. I I don't like that wild animals are just kind of always right around the corner. I I like living in an urban environment. I like living um, away from wildlife. I'm not not really an animal guy. I don't like knowing that cows or coyotes. I can see you doing really well in Alberta. And I, yeah. I could see you being in just in different regions of Canada. <laughs> now, I, I I don't like knowing that I could walk out my front door and there could be a mountain lion right there. I don't like that. Like mountain lion should be far away from me in zoos and other places. I don't need to know that. Hey, I'm going to go out and get the mail, and there's a cow standing in front of my mailbox. I don't I don't need that. I don't need that as my daily existence. I could see you waking up in the morning and say, "I only eat what I catch," and then you just go out. <laughs> And you just go out in the woods. Hey, man, everything that I shoot, I eat. What's the big deal? I eat everything that I shoot. What? What? All right. Let's try our first phone call of the day. We're talking replay and what they need to do. Let's start in Studio City and Paul. Paul, you're on with Travis and Slee. What's up? Guys, thanks for taking the call. Uh, One quick point. Was that not an offensive foul on DeAndre Ayton when he pulled Zubak's jersey and threw him into Booker? Probably. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, 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 I... you can, you can. By the way, you could technically, right? Like, go ahead and review that thirty-eight times. You can, you can make an argument that w- that that would be an offensive foul. So, so you know, it's not perfect, but I gotta say, guys, as I'm thirty-eight, all my life growing up, you know, during the eighties, nineties, and we watched all these amazing sports. Um, I have to say, for me, I always thought the integrity of the outcome trumps everything, and it, it was still entertaining just in a different way. I hear what you guys are saying where it slows it down and everything, but this is one of the most important games of the season, and it is extremely important that they get it right. So the drama in all those moments I thought was worth it because you're seeing this, this, the stadium's going nuts. We had an amazing outcome. We had an amazing play. The end result is satisfactory compared to if they would have gotten a call egregiously wrong, we'd all be sitting here today saying that a team got robbed. So, Paul, yeah. that, that's why, and I think, Trav, appreciate you calling in. That's why I'm curious to get other people's thoughts because there might be fans out there that say, no, I don't care, get it right, the drama is still there. The point I would make, Trav, is – Aren't there plays – like, is it just the fourth quarter and the final couple of minutes that count? Because exactly. there are plays that this is happening in in the second quarter. There's plays that – there could be a critical stretch in the third quarter that determines, um, you know, the the series or an offensive foul or whatever the case is. So 
I get it. I understand it that things get heightened as we get towards the end of the game. Paul George missed two free throws in the second quarter. Yep. We're not talking about Paul George. But he missed them in the fourth quarter with under 10 seconds left. And those calls that we're talking about were within the last minute, minute and a half or so. Um, but hey, but uh, that's, this is why I guess, we've gone too far, though, because the, to his point earlier, wasn't that an offensive foul? Yeah, we both said, yeah, it probably was. But if you went through and watched every play, there's a foul on every play. Mm-hmm. Are we going to go and we're going to every time there's contact, stop the game and look? Because are you t- again, it was a one point game, one foul call, one way or the other, one free throw t- uh, opportunity, one way or the other switches this game. And, and I agree with what Paul said. Ultimately, you want to get these calls right. The stakes are so high, you want to make sure that the calls sure, are right. Don't screw it but, up. But let me, let me just flip this on its head for a second. I could make an argument, and I think it's a pretty good one, that by going through it the way they did, they changed the outcome of the game by giving Phoenix the opportunity to collect themselves, to set up a play, to have a basically a timeout that they didn't have. By right. making sure that you have this thing exactly right, you gave Phoenix an advantage that they wouldn't have otherwise had. So that changed the outcome of the game, arguably. Now, did they get the call right? Yeah, they did. But by getting it exactly right and going through it, you gave them an extra timeout, which ultimately probably won them the game. So did you get the result that you were going to get anyway, or did you change the result by stopping the game down for five minutes to make sure that you got it right, letting Phoenix set up a play? You could look at it both ways. Hmm. All right, let's uh, let's try another call here. Aaron in Harbor City. What's going on, Aaron? You're on uh, with Travis and Sleeve. Hey, what's going on, fellas? Appreciate you guys picking up my call. So um, my thought on the whole replay review across the board of sports, I think it's terrible from football to soccer to basketball. Um, All it does is slow down the game, and it takes away the skill and and some of the nuance of the game. Part of the game in soccer is being able to get away with dirty plays because the ref didn't see it. That whole element of being able to, to, to make the ref make a call, put the ref in a difficult situation, and allow to play physical games, it's still contact sport. Um, and they just when you slow it down, like you said, on every single frame, there's always a foul. And I just think it's a terrible idea. I think they need to give more power back to the refs. Uh, I think review-wise, it was meant to avoid bias calls, not to get every single call right. You're never going to get every call right, but you want to make sure the team's not getting um, getting uh, officiated against by the ref. You know, so Aaron, Aaron, you bring up a good point. Let me, let me jump in here for a sec. So, Trav. You know, one of the things I can't stand about some of these reviews as well, when he says that you kind of you're taking some of the power out of the referees. Referees don't feel the pressure to make big decisions anymore. Mm-hmm. So, a referee, how many times have you seen a replay, and you and I will look at it, and the referees won't make the change because they almost don't want to make themselves look bad, right? Like they'll just kind of run with whatever was made on the court, or they'll just say. I don't want to make a big decision. I'm just going to go review it. And and I think that just think about it this way. I don't know if I have the best example for it, but if if you don't have the pressure of having to make that call right in that moment, you're probably not at your best. But when you have to make that call and there is more pressure on it, maybe the focus and the attention, you know you don't have a backup and nine cameras and jersey kind of waiting to help out. I think it also takes away that portion of it as well. It comes down to this, and I don't know if you can just do this, but replay was brought to pro sports to fix giant mistakes. It was not brought to sports to get everything a thousand percent correct, because that's what we're we're, we're trying to officiate the teeniest, tiniest little things, as opposed to officiate. Hey, that guy never touched home plate. 
he missed it by two feet. That's what they're trying to fix. Not, hey, did, did the very edge of his spike catch the very edge of home plate? Because the guy called him safe because he touched it. And if you look right here, there's a half of a millimeter of space. That's not what it's there. It's for the guy missed it by two feet and you called him out. Or called him safe, I should say. That's what it was designed to fix, and I don't think that's what it's fixed, and it's totally messed up the flow of the game. It's here. I've been waiting for basically two days for this. Two days, yeah. Two days. It's time for Ask Slee. That's coming up next. Travis and Slee, 710 ESPN. ESPN Radio is brought to you by Goodyear, helping you discover the road ahead. Goodyear, more driven. Slee, I am excited. Okay, real quick. Yeah. Got a little quick teaser here for a giveaway that we got. Two-division world champion, Gervonta Tank Davis sets his sights on history in a title in third weight class against towering champion Mario L. Azteca Barrios live this Saturday, June 26th on pay-per-view. The fight begins at 9 p.m., 6, uh, 6 p.m. Pacific. Uh, buy the pay-per-view on Showtime.com and watch on any screen. We're going to give away a pay, uh, pay-per-view for free to one lucky listener. We'll do that in the 10 a.m. hour. All right. I always like it when we have a live ask sleeve from somebody on the phones. Don't forget, that's always an option, too. 877-710-ESPN. Let's go to La Jolla. Nice place. And Ryan. Ryan, you are on Ask Slee. What's up, fellas? Hey, ro- Dodger comment real quick. Hey, that lineup scares nobody. That's why they're losing. My boy Seager's going to come back, make it right. We'll catch the Giants. They sign him to a long-term deal. With uh, apologies to my friend uh, Francis in Glendale, Slee. Worst-case scenario, Clippers okay. win the NBA championship or you get a flat tire on the 405 <laughs> in rush hour traffic. Hashtag ask Slee. Love you guys. Bye. Appreciate Thank it, Ryan. Ryan. Appreciate That's a good it. question. That's Let a hard choice. Something. Let me tell you something right now. Um, my engine can go out anytime at any freeway, and I'm okay with it. All right, take away my AAA card, the whole thing. I, you set it up any way that you want. I am more than happy to take one for the team. The 405, the 110. By the way, let this be a uh, one of those. Let my car. It, it can't even be repairable. I'm okay with that as well. It burns to the ground in the middle of the freeway. <laughs> <laughs> Woohoo! Let go, Hawks. <laughs> I like uh, it. I like that you're fully that. committed to that. When Are was the last time me? you had a flat, Slee? Um, when did I have a flat? That probably, sucks. By probably the way, a couple years. Oh, it's the worst. Yeah. First of all, it's not that bad, but you think it's the worst. Like mentally, I'm like, oh my god, what am I going to do here? I'll tell you what I'm going to do. I'm just going to call AAA, sit in my car for 30 minutes. They're going to come out and do the work, and then I go about my day. So it's actually really you're not, not a that fix bad. your own tire. It's the only thing on a car I know how to do. Let me get this right. So you are going into your trunk. Yes. You are getting out the jack. Yes. You're getting out the spare tire. Yes. You're finding the perfect spot for the jack. You're cranking everything up. You're yes. doing all the work for that? Yeah, because I can do it fast enough. I could do it in less time than the guy's going to come out there to do it. Plus, it makes me feel like a man. It's the only thing I can do on a car. I can't do anything else. I feel kind of manly after I change that tire. I feel incredibly manly. By finding my AAA card, letting them get my information, and having them come out, and the eye contact with whoever it is that comes out saying, thank you, man, I really appreciate that, and then we go our separate ways. Before we go back to that, last time I had one, it was in an Angel playoff game against the Red Sox, and the Red Sox had won the game. We come back out to the plates, me and my son, who was maybe nine at the time, and we get their flat tire on the car. I'm like, oh, man. So I'm under the car doing all those things. I'm jacking it up, and some Red Sox fan goes, hey, hey. You know why you have a flat, don't you? And I'm like, I, I, I already know what's coming. And I'm like, 
Why? He goes, because the Angels suck. That's why. Ah! And my son is like, please, like, what? why did he say that to you, Dad? Do you know that guy? I'm like, no, he's a Red Sox fan. It's just that's what they do. They enjoy the misery of other people. That was the last ten, flat I had. From 10 to 10.30, I think you should do your Boston voice. 10 to 10.30 <laughs> we'll straight. A half hour of Boston voice, uh, Travis, would be great. All right, here we go. Hashtag Ask Lee. This is from Jesse Garcia Signs, and he says, Slee has to pick one for the day. Driving instructor for a know-it-all teenager. Chaperone at a school prom on your only night off. This is so random. Okay. Couples game night. Other couple is annoyingly competitive. Or the last option is coach T-ball while hungover. <laughs> Those are four bad options, by the way. I'll go coach T-ball hungover. Okay, see, that's the wrong answer. No, it's be, not be, the wrong answer. Let me sleep? tell you something. Wait, let me, let me tell you something. The third one you said about a couple with yes. the other competitive. Yes. I don't know how it was. A couple years ago, whatever the case is, we had one of those where the other couple, I think we were playing like Monopoly or something. <laughs> And the chick was like, like going for the throat, and she was just kind of learning the game. And then she was telling her man, she was basically telling him like, "Well, we got to be smarter in this. They're winning." I'm the like, other couple was arguing with each other and stuff like that. Don't I'm trade like, him Marvin Gardens. Don't trade him Park Place. What are you doing? I'm like, guys, relax. <laughs> Look, that's that's probably the second choice. I, I I think you're close, but let me tell you, as somebody who has coached T-ball. And yeah. who has showed up to a practice or two? I'm not chaperoning not a prom. Best. Okay, no, that sounds terrible too. But what was the first one? The first one is a driving instructor for a know-it-all teen. <laughs> that one might actually be fun. That that one would actually probably be fun. I, I so let me just put this out there. You guys do ask Lee how you want, but the ones with the kids, I have to interject because I have know-it-all teens behind the wheel, and it's pretty miserable. It's pretty. You you. I think you did. So pick wait, the which right one? Way. So which one are you? Which one are you doing? I'm doing the, the uh, chaperone the prom on the only night off because I can just sit there and mind my own business. By the way, if you're a, if you're a high school and you have a prom, you want me as your chaperone because I'm not stopping anybody from doing anything. You guys can do whatever you want. <laughs> I'm just going to stay over here and uh, mind my own business. Uh, that's good to know. That's, all right, here's that's, another one. It's a good message for all the high schools. <laughs> all right. Uh, this is from John. It says, I thankfully haven't watched Albert Pujols play baseball for what seems like 971 days. Does he still do that thing where he drops his bat like he hits a walk-off homer when he draws a walk? Hashtag Ask Slee. Yesterday. Yeah, I know he did. Uh, <laughs> I had to look at it a couple times. I'm like, wait a minute here. Why did he do that? I, he loaded the bases, right? Like I, I think it was Pujols that loaded the bases. But when, when the way he dropped his bat, I'm like, I don't think I've ever seen that. That it's not that big of a deal. It it's really funny that John sent it. It's really funny that you saw it too because I watched him like he does know he just walked right. Like he didn't he actually did. do anything. He he flipped it like he had just gone yard. It was uh, pretty it's, wild. It's the it's the equivalent of somebody in the NBA. Um, Let's say throwing an inbounds uh, a pass off another person's leg, and then it's your possession, and you're looking at the crowd and saying, "It's me, like I'm the man. <laughs> Look at I'm what the I man." <laughs> All right, here's another one. Hashtag Ask Slee. This is from Nate, and Nate writes, "Slee, have you ever thrown food out of anger? And if not, why not?" I'm not wasting food. <laughs> Are you, have you thrown food out of anger? Of course not. I could eat that food. Why would I throw food when I could eat it? Of course I'm not going to throw food. Good. By the way, some, somebody sent me, and I don't think he put you on there. i got to find it. Some type of sushi, and it had hot Cheetos. Did you see that Ooh, one? No, I missed that. Okay, Thank i got to find that. I'll find Good. it. All right, here's another one. This is from TFP. 
What was higher yesterday? Slee's emotional high because the Clippers lost or his son Alex Caruso at AM. <laughs> Hashtag ask Slee. My man Caruso. Ask you a question. When you like, saw that, yeah. I thought it was like a joke. Yeah. I didn't know I, I, I didn't know it was still like possible to I, get in I trouble. Didn't I didn't either. I, I didn't know that lighten up, Texas. I was trying to find let out and live his life. By the way, Texas does seem like a state that's definitely, you know, in some cases, right? They're lighting up on certain things. I did not. I had no idea that you can. It's just so common out here. I had no idea. It's almost the equivalent of somebody right now getting uh, going to jail because uh, they had a, a bottle of whiskey in their uh, in their in their bag. Like that's how much of, of a big deal I didn't think it was. You know, I I didn't think it was illegal anywhere anymore. I was stunned to see that he got picked up. Do you guys up for, know about uh, the new hashtag on uh, Twitter about what Caruso? Is uh, hashtag free Caruso. <laughs> yeah, I think he'll be just fine. Caruso know, going I'm, I'm back not, to his Caruso not only went back to his college, he went back to his college days. My right? man. Living his life. Let that sure. man live. All right, here's another one. This is from Eric Stephen Ang. And he says, who would win in a long-distance race between you and Trav? FYI, rumor has it that Trav is a Ragnarian and as a 10-time Ragnar relay myself uh, for a mixed team in bronze, blah, blah, blah. My money and respect is with Travis, a.k.a. the Beast. So who wins a long-distance race between the two of us? Lee? How long are we talking? Let's say a 10K. Long-distance run, you and I. Six miles. I'm, I'm 2K in, hamstring pulled. <laughs> I'm out six to eight weeks. <laughs> No, and you at you because you have a way of uh, of doing this. You would still you would slow down on purpose just to kind of rub it in a little bit. I'm you the know, tortoise like, in this deal. I'm slow just, and steady. You would slow down on purpose just to kind of show that hey, you have no chance of winning here. I'll go with Travis. If he wants I, to go with Trav, I'll go with Trav. I if you could walk the 10k, you're going to beat me because my top speed is <laughs> Listen, not as fast. Do you as know you who you're talking walking. to? Do you yeah, know who you're talking I do, to? and I my. My workout is a walk with a Starbucks cup while everybody else is walking past me. And you'd beat me by about five of those 10K at that pace. I do not move. I can run, but I don't run very fast. That's just the way that it goes. All right, the Dodgers dropped another one to San Diego. When does it start to matter? We'll tell you next. It's Travis and Slee, 710 ESPN.